Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for our congregation of prayer. Oh, I was going to start it a little different. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, made in the image of God. It's good to have you with us here today. Uh, since we can't use that greeting anymore at, uh, uh, where is it? At uh, the land and the world, land in California, world in Florida. Uh, maybe we'll just do it here. <laughs> Let's see. Good to see you checking in in the chat. I see Chris, Don and Karen, Gus and Eileen and Karen on YouTube. Good to have you. Today our catechesis, oh, there is Grace as well. Um, uh, let's see, what is he? Oh, our catechesis today will continue in Luke's, Luke's account of the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, chapter 23. Um, well, since I mentioned it, I'll, I'll just uh, follow up on the uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls made in the image of God. This is, I, I think, key. Actually, um, yesterday, the president's remarks um, actually said that uh, people who transition from male to female using surgery and uh, hormone therapies and other things um, are made in God's image. And that's actually a fundamental denial of the account of Genesis. Uh, it's blasphemous. And uh, so I, <laughs> this is important to note. Um, our president is not a Christian. <laughs> okay? He might go to Mass. He's not a Christian. He's denied God's word um, fundamentally from Genesis through to, to Jesus Christ and salvation in him alone. So um, this is a problem, of course. And it, of course, affects, uh, well, I think it explains the de demonic ideology that has uh, pervaded uh, every institution, some of which was latent and others was introduced with the newest regime. So um, uh, it's something to pray uh, against and pray that God uh, deliver us, and that he spare us uh, the destruction that he will bring upon them. Yep, more to pray, pray, pray. Correct, Chris. All right, being a prayer, let's uh, begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, let's say our memory verse together. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Psalm 118, verse 8. All right, and then our psalm for the week. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together to which the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. There, thrones for judgment were set, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For my brothers and companions' sake, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. All right, our first reading today 
uh, is another psalm, Psalm 78, beginning in verse 31. The wrath of God came against them and slew the stoutest of them and struck down the choice men of Israel. In spite of this, they still sinned and did not believe his wondrous works. Therefore their, da- Therefore their days he consumed in futility and their years in fear. When he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned and sought earnestly for God. Then they remembered that God was their rock and the Most High God their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they flattered him with their mouth, and they lied to him with their tongue. For their heart was not steadfast with him, nor were they being were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. All right, we have the psalmist uh, doing much the same as we see in, say, the book of Chronicles, right, with the, the constant uh, life of the Christian being described as um, dying and rising, dying and rising. Uh, here, <laughs> returning to faithfulness and then turning again um, to idolatry and God uh, changing their hearts because he is full of compassion for giving their iniquity. Mm. This key phrase here, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. Right? For the sake of your steadfast love, do not destroy us. Excellent. Uh, then our reading for catechesis is from Luke 23. Then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, said to them, You have brought this man to me as one who misleads the people, and indeed, I, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man concerning those things of which you accuse him. No, neither did Herod, for I sent you back to him, and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him, for it was necessary for him to release one to them at the feast. And they all cried out at once, saying, Away with this man, and release to us Barabbas, who had been thrown into prison for a certain rebellion made in the city and for murder. Pilate, therefore, wishing to release Jesus, again called out to them, but they shouted, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Then he said to them the third time, Why? What evil has he done? I have no found no reason for death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. But they were insistent, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified. And the voices of these men and of the chief priests prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they requested. And he released to them the one they requested, who for rebellion and murder had been thrown into prison. But he delivered Jesus to their will. Now, as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming from the country, and on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. The great multitude of the people followed him, and women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren wombs that never bore and breasts which never nursed. Then they will, begin, they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things in the green wood, what will be done in the dry? There were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots, and the people stood looking on. 
But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. All right, let's do some catechesis on the text. Um, In years past, before we do, uh, we've read through all of the Passion accounts during Holy Week. And while I think there's some great value in hearing the whole full account, uh, we usually do one of those on Sunday, of um, not this coming Sunday, but the following Sunday. And uh, we've done it responsively in years past, um, specifically for Matthew. I think this year we might do, uh, we might go back and do the Luke reading again, but this time responsively. Um, and then throughout the week, we're going to read John. Going through it uh, chunk by chunk like this and then doing some catechesis allows for for us to notice some of the particular uniqueness of each of the accounts. So uh, we'll do the same with John this year. So we have Luke and John this year. All right. So now remember, um, Pilate had sent Jesus to Herod, and then um, Jesus refused to answer Herod a word, so then Herod sends him back to Pilate. All right. So that's where we pick up today. Uh, And what's the official judgment that Pilate makes? Now we hear it in verse 14, right? Much like he said before, he sent him to Herod. He found no fault in this man, right? And note, um, he also remarks that Herod is the same, right? So Herod and I agree. We're friends now, after all. (laughs) Found nothing, or neither of us found anything wrong, and surely nothing deserving of death. All right, so what does Pilate want uh, to do for him? He announces it publicly here in verse 16. Yeah, to chastise him and release him. Um, and they, they know what he means by that. This is the, uh, the annual appeasement at the Feast of the Passover of releasing a prisoner to them to kind of uh, a sign of goodwill or gratitude for their lack of rebellion. Yeah, what does the crowd want? They want Barabbas instead of Jesus, all right? Um, who is Barabbas? According to Luke, he had been imprisoned for leading a rebellion in the city and for murderer. Um, so you think of um, uh, My Song is Love Unknown, which we'll sing this Sunday, right? Uh, how does the second stanza go? Uh, something about uh, a murderer they save, right? I know that that part of the line, <laughs> but unfortunately... Uh, murderer. Is it the second stanza? Yeah, it must not be the second stanza. Hold on, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, no salvation. No, but I'm my friend indeed. Although sometimes they strew his way, sweet praise of Son of Hosanna the King, then crucifies all their breath. What What makes it? Oh, here it is. It's the fifth stanza. All right. <laughs> this is uh, my songless love unknown, 430. They rise and needs will have my dear Lord made away. A murderer they save, the prince of life they slay. All right, so it's referring to Barabbas there. Okay. Um, Barabbas, Bar, Abba, right? Abba, you know, means father, Abba, father. Bar is son, right? So anytime you see this, this is, it's almost like a surname um, in the Hebrew recollection. So Bar Abbas, meaning son of the father, son of the father. All right, so what's the gospel truth that may be seen in his name and in the desire of the people to release him but to crucify Jesus? All right, so we have all this language of son and fathers and with Jesus and then a murderer who is a representative, I would say, of Adam. 
Both are a representative of Adam in a new way, right? Old Adam and new Adam. All right. And kind of seeing all the parallels. All right. So the true son of the father, that's Jesus, must come to take the place of the sons of Adam, our father, so that we might become sons of God the Father in Jesus. All right. You see that? Yeah. So those crying out for Jesus' murder are sons of Adam, right? And daughters of Eve. We want to quote uh, Narnia, right? And we want to be, or we need to be, I should say, sons of God the Father, who we are by virtue of our baptism into Christ Jesus, the true Son of the Father. All right, so there you go. How many times then did Pilate seek to have Jesus released? Well, here it is again, right? They call, wishing to release Jesus, called on out to them, but they shouted, crucify him. And then a third time, three times, huh? lots of threes here. What did uh, Pilate again say of Jesus then in verse 22? Yeah, he repeats that first statement, right? Find no guilt in him. What evil has he done? I find no reason for death in him. Not according to Roman law, of course. And of course, according to any law. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. Now, Luke gives us a reason. um, And each of the Gospels is a little bit different on this. But what's the reason that Luke gives for Pilate actually to give over Jesus to their will. He doesn't actually say here, does he? Uh-huh. But if we go back, I highlighted it there for you. It was a little bit of a trick question. <laughs> if we go back to, say, Luke 22, uh, let's see, this was in Jesus in the garden, remember? And he said, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. All right? So remember, Son of the Father. We just had this with Barabbas, right? So what is the Father's will? That's the question, isn't it? Why is Pilate? Remember, we had this whole conversation about Pilate. Whose authority does, or who has given Pilate his authority? We'll put it that way. That would be God the Father, right? Uh-huh. Jesus is doing the will of the Father. Um, back in chapter 12 of Luke, um, Jesus tells Peter and the rest of the disciples, a parable of the faithful steward. Remember the faithful and wise steward uh, whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them a portion of food in their due season? Blessed is the servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. Right? So this is all referring to Jesus' faithfulness to God the Father. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delayed, delaying in his coming and begins to beat the male and female servants, and to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour when he is not aware, and he will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself to do according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. All right. This is also describing Jesus who stands in our place, right? As true man right? Who is the one who has rejected the father who is not looking forward to his son's coming, right? Um, who's content with their life and not in living a life of repentance, right? And what will happen? Uh, he'll be cut in two and appointed with the unbelievers and be beaten with stripes, right? Yeah. It's got a really profound parable. And that's back in Luke 12. Right? So although uh, their wi- it was their will to put Jesus to death for evil reasons, hmm? They were really acting in accordance with the will of the Father, just as Jesus had prayed. All right. Um, who was made to carry the cross? 
of Simon the Cyrenian. All right. Interesting. Uh, and who was among the crowd that followed Jesus? Not his disciples, but the women, right? Who mourned and lamented him. But unique to Luke here is that um, he turns to them, right? And he gives them some catechesis. This is very similar to the catechesis that he's been making throughout the Holy Week, right? Referring to Jerusalem and about nursing women in those days, etc. But here, look at verse 30. They will say, they will begin to say to the mountains, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us, right? Now, this is actually a quotation. You can kind of tell there how it's typeset um, in our translation, but this is from Hosea 10. Israel empties his vine and brings forth fruit for himself, according to the multitude of his fruit. He has increased the altars according to the bounty of his land, and they have embellished his sacred pillars, all idolatry. Their heart is divided, and now they are held guilty. He will break down their altars, he will ruin their sacred pillars. For now they say, we have no king, because we did not fear the Lord. And as for the king, what would he do for us? They have spoken words, swearing falsely and making a covenant. Thus judgment springs up like hemlock in the furrows of the field. Uh, It gets pretty serious here. I'll skip ahead a bit. As for Samaria, her king is cut off like a twig on the water. Also the high places of, of Aven, the sin of Israel, shall be destroyed. The thorn and thistle shall grow on their altars. They shall say to the mountains, cover us, and to the hills, fall on us. O Israel, you have sinned from the days of Gibeah. There they stood. The battle of Gibeah against the children of iniquity did not overtake them. When it is my desire, I will chasten them, etc., etc. So Hosea is a strong word of prophetic judgment. And that's what's happening here. God is carrying out judgment that was prophesied by Hosea. As Jesus quoted the prophet, he once more called the people, as Hosea did, to repent and receive the forgiveness of sins. All right, who else is led out with Jesus? We've got the two criminals, of course, well-known, three crosses. Um, And then where was Jesus crucified? Uh, Where is that? All right, here, Calvary, also known as the place of the skull, right? Here it's called Calvary. And of course, a skull is pointing us back to the seed of the woman that would crush the head of the serpent and free us from the curse of death. I think we've talked about this before, but often when you see a picture of uh, the crucifixion, at the foot of the cross is a skull, uh, probably Adam's skull, right? The one who brought death in the world, and you have Christ bringing life. What's the word that Jesus is um, praying from the cross? Verse 34, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing, right? This is one of the seven last words, as they're called, um, scattered throughout all the Gospels. So, not one gospel has all seven words. Uh, sometime this has been done, this was actually very typically done in Missouri Synod congregations, Missouri Synod congregations, um, on Good Friday afternoon for, for their tray or the three-hour service. You know, Jesus was crucified from about noon to three, so they would gather about noon and until three and, and pray the seven last words. Um, uh, there's other traditions as well, right? Um, so we have Luke 23 has two of them. John has, has uh, three. Matthew has one. Oh, Luke has actually another one in verse 46. So we'll see a couple more on Monday. So the other sayings uh, in Luke are, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Right, And this is, of course, connected back to the giving of the Lord's Prayer, the plea for forgiveness in the Lord's Prayer, and then also the, 
the parable of the prodigal son in Luke, which is the forgiveness of the prodigal. All of that's there. Father, forgive them. All right, what do they do with Jesus' clothes? Uh, Verse 34, right? They divided his garments and cast lots. This should remind us, of course, is that it's actually Christ's clothing that is miraculously divided up among all of us and covers us as his baptized children. And what did the rulers then say of Jesus? Verse 35, he saved others, let him save himself if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. Right? We have soldiers mocking him again, giving him sour wine to drink, um, and then they echo again the priests, right? If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. So we have save yourself uh, here, right, in 37. Um, and then we have it here again in, in 35, save himself. Why do you think we hear that phrase um, twice? So come up again on Monday. Um, it's in the background of, say, Psalm 69. You know Psalm 69 actually quite well um, because it's quoted by um, the devil, actually, in uh, Jesus' temptation. Remember about um, you know jumping off the temple and saying that the angels will bear you up lest you cast your foot against the stone? Maybe we should look at that in Psalm 69. Just read a few bits of it here. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. Um, but also this, when I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, that became my reproach. I also made sackcloth my garment. I became a byword among them. Uh, those who sit in the gate speak against me, for I am the song of drunkards. This is all a prayer of lament uh, by Jesus. A good psalm for us to pray uh, on Good Friday. Listen to this. Draw near to my soul and redeem it. Deliver me because of my enemies. You know my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. My adversaries are all before you. Reproach has broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness. I looked for someone to take pity, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. They also gave me gall for my food, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you probably often think of Psalm 22, but Psalm 69 as well is really a vivid confession of the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, So what's the sign above the cross? Greek, Latin, and Hebrew, this is the king of the Jews. Uh, Sometimes abbreviated now when you see the little, you know, a crucifix with the little sign, it'll have four letter acronym, not acronym there, but abbreviation, I-N-R-I, right? Um, That's actually Latin, Uh, Jesus Nazarenus Rex uh, Eudorium. Eudorium, which means Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, right? But also in Greek and Hebrew. Everybody knows who he is. All right, then. The son of the father, Jesus, traded places with the son of the father, that is the old, the child of Adam, Barabbas, right? This is the joyous or blessed exchange that the sins of the whole world are charged to Jesus' account that his righteousness might be credited to the whole world that is, to all the sons of the first father, Adam. This exchange is the beautiful atonement that is celebrated by the great Lenten hymns of the church. Quote, The sinless Son of God must die in sadness. The sinful child of man may live in gladness. That's, O dearest Jesus. We are acquitted even though there is a mountain of evidence to convict us, but Christ was convicted with absolutely no evidence. He was condemned under the law for us. This is the vicarious or substitutionary atonement that Christ suffered, the condemnation of the law, and died in the place of sinful men. As his feet 
hung from the cross, Jesus was crushing the serpent's head as depicted by the place of the skull. Good. Confess our table of duties. Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. If you want to be fear free from the fear of the one in authority, then do what is right, and he will commend you. For he is God's servant to do you good, but if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword for nothing. He is God's servant, an agent of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. I was thinking a little bit about this text uh, the other day, and uh, I remembered uh, <laughs> that we you should take this text into account, um, another text into account when you hear Romans 13, and that's 1 Samuel 8. Remember, that's when um, when all the Israel uh, elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah, and they said to him, Look, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. And here's the key. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, God, or give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people and all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should reign over them. All right? So <laughs> having a, a Caesar or a king or rulers over you is rejection of God the Lord. That's straight from Jesus' own words, from his own mouth here. Um, according to all the works which they have done since the day I brought them out of Egypt, even to this day, with which they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they are doing to you also. Now therefore, heed their voice, however you should solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. Right? I always make the comment, be careful what you ask of the Lord. Again, the sign, uh, there's a comment here, the sign above our Lord was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. All right. So be careful what you ask for. Um, this is what we got, what we've gotten. Um, but remember, the civil estate, specifically civil government, uh, belongs to Sinai. It doesn't belong to Calvary. It belongs to Sinai, right? So in the resurrection, there will be no kings and queens in this sense, right? No civil government to punish evil and to command those who do well. There is no need for such a law, right? Only for us, a sinful, rebellious people. Right, let's pray the collect for this week. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning, and though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray today for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, it spread throughout the whole world for the persecuted and for the sick and dying. We also pray with Joshua, who celebrates his birthday, with Bobby and Amy, who celebrate their baptism, with the households of our church, especially Jody, Stephen and Penny, Chris, Tim and Kim, Marion, Zachary and Samantha. We pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Brad, Timothy and Norm, Merlin, Jim and Mike, our homebound Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey, and Paul. We pray for our mission of the month, which is Mary's, not house, but Mary's room. We pray in intercession for our enemies and persecutors. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. 
Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you, for into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, let's sing our hymn for the week. Thank you. 
All right, Chris says in the chat she's going to miss singing this one. Well, that's, I agree with you. It's really a lovely hymn. Um, I don't know why we uh, slimmed it down so much, although it's it's pretty catchy, right? And, um, well, you don't have to stop singing it. <laughs> you can keep singing it. I trust, O Lord, your holy name. It's a public domain translation. Um, I linked to it a few days ago in the chat, so you can go check that out. Uh, it's really a great confession of our confidence or trust in uh, Right, you might even say faith in um, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and what He's done for us. All right, very good. So, I uh, encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning at uh, 9 a.m. We'll do some preparation for Sunday um, to hear the preaching and teaching then. One other, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, in a few minutes, in about an hour or so, you can join um, on YouTube. You can watch, uh, join in on the conversation with Band Books, the podcast I do with uh, Pastor Riley. And we do that for 1517, the um, institution that we work for that uh, is for created for the sake of uh, proclaiming the gospel into the world through other kinds of media. So uh, again, that's banned books. You can search for it on YouTube and then uh, join the stream there. It'll be about 1030 or so. All right. So uh, blessings on your day and we'll see you again tomorrow.